Welcome to the Loan with Jen podcast, your weekly source to keep you informed on everything about financing your home, where you will hear real facts, no BS. I'm your host, Jennifer Hernandez, a loan officer since 1995, and over 4,300 families financed to date. If you're starting to think about buying or refinancing a home, wonder if you have the right credit, savings, or even income, you're in the right place. On my weekly episodes, I make complicated topics easy to understand. By the way, my license is NMLS 514497. The ideas expressed here are my own opinions and don't represent any legal advice. Thanks for joining. Let's jump in. Welcome to another episode of Loan with Jen. Whether you're tuning into our podcast or watching us on YouTube, this episode is about veterans. So if you are a veteran, you're looking to buy either the first time or multiple time, this is the podcast for you. We're going to go over exactly what is required, the the nuts and the bolts of a VA loan. And we have a perfect guest today. And Terry Brown is the company that I work for, Legacy Mutual Mortgage. She is our underwriter and does lots of VA loans. Terry, welcome. Thank you. Terry has been underwriting since 1999, right, Terry? Since 99? Yeah, we're actually since 98 for FHA and 99 for VA, yes. Yeah, that's just, I'll save you the math. It's a lot of years. It's almost, it's, a, it's two and a half decades. So that's amazing. So Terry, thank you for being here today. I, I wanted to make sure we had an expert on so that everyone knew for sure that that's as far as 2023. So we're making this in 2023. Things do change year to year, but for the most part, my first question is, has VA for the most part stayed pretty much the same in the last 25 years that you've been underwriting? Yes, they've had very, very few changes and they actually updated their handbook about four years ago, which is the first time in almost two decades. <laughs> oh, wow. So yeah, as long as I've known VA loans, I actually have a few years on you. I've been doing this since 95, but um, VA loans are just, if you're a veteran, it usually is the way to go. So we're going to talk about benefits first. So there are some veterans that don't know if they have benefits. So Terry, what's, what's the first thing people, what's the key document that people need or need to know, uh, to know if they're qualified for VA loan? We need that certificate of eligibility that is going to tell you if you have any entitlement. A lot of them get them when they first um, exit the military. And if they bring the, uh, their DD-214 to us, then we can order their certificate of eligibility for them. And it will tell us their entitlement and give us that information. Okay, great. So what if I haven't been discharged yet? Can active military get loans? A absolutely. They sure can. Uh, they can just again come to you and they can fill out the one form that we will need. We can do it through an automated system and it will give us that information. Okay, perfect. So the lender, for the, whether it's us or somebody else, can hold their hand through Absolutely. that process. Okay, yes. perfect. And that's the first thing we're going to want to see if we're going to do a VA loan. It gives us the guideline on what to help you with. 
Yes, because we, we, it's rare, but I have had some instances where we just made an assumption like, oh, okay, the certificate of eligibility, yeah, it's coming, right? They had a DD-214 and they actually were not eligible for whatever reason. So, you know, we do need to get that up front. So if you don't have a, we call it a COE, certificate of eligibility, don't worry, just get with a lender and they'll help you figure it out ASAP. So on the benefits, so I'm going to just go why a VA loan in most cases is the best loan for veterans. It is 0% down. Now you can like the VA guidelines say that you can do 0% down to 2 million. If you have the right kind of eligibility, I will take a sidebar on that. Uh, Terry, why don't you let them know? I just found this out actually, as you were giving me research, uh, it's yes. 2 million, but there's a but, right? Right. You have to have the sufficient entitlement and you need to check with your lenders. Lenders may have their own guidelines. Like we will go up to 1 million. So not all lenders may go up to the 2 million. Okay. And so we just need to check on that. Yeah. So it is important that you get with a lender as soon as possible uh, to check out how much eligibility you have and what percent down payment uh, 0% down to what, to what amount. Um, the other thing is, uh, on a veteran, there's no PMI on these loans, which means there's no private mortgage insurance, which is a monthly insurance required that does add to your down payment. So that is waived. Now a VA loan does have a funding fee. Um, those funding fees, it's a percent of the loan amount that's added onto the loan that you have to repay. So those amounts, uh, they do change. They just changed for the first time in many, many, many years. So I'm just going to put a link in the notes to this episode to uh, that you can go and check it out what those funding fees are. But for the most part, it I will say on a sidebar, if you're disabled, that funding fee is waived. Um, now, Terry, I do want to ask you, actually. So there are some veterans that we've dealt with and they are disabled, but they're not designated by the military as disabled. Maybe they became disabled later after service. So have you ever had that happen? Yes, but this is related to a disability from the military service. That's why it will be waived. If they got out of the military and became disabled afterward with no relation to the military, then they're not considered disabled per the VA. Okay, so we're talking about a, des a VA designated uh, event and, and the, the waiving of the disability fee, they could be 10%, 20%, 100% and they would get the funding fee waived, right? That's correct. And again, that will show up on their certificate of eligibility that they are exempt from the funding fee and it will show their amount of disability income that okay. we can use for qualifying. Yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, so those are some of the benefits of VA loans. I do want to mention there's a couple of cautions that I think it's important that you know just right out of the gate up front. Um, on a VA loan, depending on the state that you live in, if you live in a community property state, like I live in Texas, and so here we are community property, we do have to pull the credit of the spouse even if that spouse is not on the loan. Let's say your spouse, for whatever reason, is not gonna be on the loan. Maybe they have really, really low credit. 
we still have to pull their credit because that's household debt. So you as a veteran, your income has to be sufficient enough to carry the debts of the household. So Terry, is that, that's correct, right? That, that, that is So in some states where it might not be community property, they wouldn't have to pull the spouse's debt. That's correct. Okay. Got you. Uh, so if you're unsure, if that applies to you, then you got to get with a lender ASAP. Um, the other thing to know is that the only co-signer that you can have on a VA loan is your spouse. So let's say to qualify for the house that you want, you don't make enough income. Other types of loans that are not VA loans, you can have a co-signer. But on VA, the only person that can be on the loan is the veteran and spouse. That's it. No co-signer for helping you qualify. So that's really, really important to know. And that would possibly be a reason why someone wouldn't use a VA loan. So is, is for that exact reason. Um, the other thing to know is that back to the community state thing, the community property state, if you're in the community property state, the spouse also, whether they're on the loan or not, has to sign a few documents at closing. So Terry, I just want to confirm since we've got you here, if I live in a state that is not a community property state, there's a possibility that my spouse doesn't have to sign anything, right? Possibly so. I'm not well versed on the closing documents as far as what they do and don't have to sign. Okay, gotcha. Just the credit. Okay. Right. So that is something to check out. And again, that's a benefit of using a local, a state lender, like whatever state you live in, using a lender that is local to that state. Because imagine, you know, when you go to these online lenders that are national, Imagine them having to memorize guidelines for 50 states. Like it's it's a lot. So do get a referral from your realtor, from friends, coworkers for a local Texas. If you live in Texas, Texas. If you live in Minnesota, Minnesota, like a local state lender where you live because they're going to know stuff like that, right? Terry, well, they're going to know those, those types of ins and outs. Um, so let's talk about closing costs. So you can do essentially, as long as you have the eligibility, you can do a 0% down loan, but there's closing costs, Terry. So closing costs uh, can be paid by the seller. So I wanted to go over a couple of cool things about that. So on a VA loan, you can get the closing costs paid really all of them by the seller. So Terry, let us know some examples that you've seen of that, of how the seller can pay all of the closing costs. Okay, VA allows the seller to pay all of your normal and typical closing costs. And then on top of that, they also allow you to pay up to 4% of other fees like funding fees, additional discount fees, and even to pay off some collection accounts or debts if they have the amount to, to cover it. So that as long as that amount does not exceed the 4%, you know, you can really get into the house for no money and possibly wow, even get is, your earnest money back. Yeah, that is super cool. So, uh, and again, the, the, the closing costs, I'm not going to review them on this podcast. It really does depend the state that you live in. So closing costs are different. Um, from state to state, but you've got closing costs. That's with, you know, lender title, 
appraisers, credit pull, like there's all these costs molded together. And then there's prepaid expenses. There's one year of insurance. There's a, a, a escrow set up for tax and insurance. So it really can add up and you can get that paid by the seller. And then also what, just to repeat what Terry was saying, if you have some debts needed to pay off to qualify, the seller, their, their credit towards your closing costs can also include money for allocation for that. So that is super, super cool. Um, let's talk about credit, Terry, on everybody's mind. So we've talked about down payment, 0% down potentially. Uh, so credit score. So I know that VA, they, they put on their website a credit score much lower than in reality, I noticed that lenders will do. So I think on their website, don't they have something like 500 as a minimum credit score? I think so. I know it's way, way, way low, but that will vary from lender to lender on what they require. Um, some have a 600, some might have a 580, some will have a 620. So it varies from lender to lender. That's why it's a good, good thing to check with your lender first. Yeah. So if you're a veteran, so, so there's, there's a difference, I guess, uh, this is the point I want to make. There's written guidelines from VA, but then lenders have what we call overlays where they're like, yeah, I know VA will accept a 500, but we are going to tighten our guidelines. So lenders have the right to do that. So most lenders are somewhere between the 580 and 620 realm. I know that our company is 620. So that is another reason why check with a lender as soon as possible, because if you feel that you're under 620, you likely are going to have to kiss a couple frogs until you find the right one. <laughs> so there, there might be, uh, definitely might be a lender in your area that can accommodate a lower credit score. Um, so if that applies to you, keep, keep searching and ask for, again, referrals from friends and, and family and, and realtors for sure in your local area. Um, so credit, let's continue credit. What if Terry, what if I'm a veteran of, I've, I've had some past hiccups. I've had a bankruptcy. I mean, being in service is hard. Things happen. There's challenges. And let's say I've had a bankruptcy or a past foreclosure. What's just some of the high point timelines of where, how VA is more lenient on those kind of things. VA is much more lenient on a chapter seven bankruptcy, for example, it's two years from the discharge date to closing date. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, to, to actual closing date. So they are way more lenient. Very lenient. Now in that two years though, do they have to show that they've reestablished some credit? Yeah, we're gonna wanna see some reestablished credit. And typically what VA says is that as long as you have reestablished credit and have had no derogatories for the last 12 months, you've reestablished credit. But okay. of course, and with a chapter 13, they say that if you finish your chapter 13, then you have reestablished credit. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. Um, so let's talk about income. So we've talked about down payment. We've talked about credit. Now, a third component, very important is how are you going to repay the debt? And remember, VA does not allow any co-signers. So you do have to have a two-year history of employment. Is that right? In yes, general, just 
yes. and, and I want to clarify. So let's say, let's say I had a job years ago and then I was three years service. Let's say I got deployed and I was three years out of the normal workforce and now I'm back in the workforce. So I have my two year history prior, like years, let's say five years ago. Is there a time period that I need to be back in the workforce after being in the service for three years? Well, typically VA will state that you need a minimum of 12 months. However, they're more lenient when you've just gotten out of the military. Say you were a mechanic or an engineer in the military, and now you're doing that on the outside. Well, you're in a related field. Um, you got out of the military and you went to school for a year to finish a degree in accounting and now you're working as an accountant. They want us to look at the whole picture and see, do they have the education for the job that they're doing? Do they have the prior experience? Maybe you were a store manager for Kroger for five years and joined the military and now you're back being a store manager. Do you have a few months on the job? You're in the related field, you've got experience. So they want us to look at the whole picture and take it case by case to see, do we really need that 12 months? Okay, cool. Now, what about like, let's say I meet the two year, you know, let's say I meet all those requirements of seasoning of how long I've been working. And let's say I make bonus or overtime. Let's say I make my base salary and mm -hmm. then I make some bonus or overtime. Is it two years that I need to have made that or will they do one? They're looking for a two year history for stability. Okay, so if I need to count any overtime or bonus, I need to have a two-year history. Does that two-year history of bonus or overtime need to be with the same employer? It depends on how long they've been with the one employer. What kind of line of work are they doing? Um, say we had commission income and the guy uh, works for an auto deal, a dealership, and they've switched dealerships. Well, if we've got the same commission base as the last one, then yeah, we might be able to use it. The okay. same with somebody who works like in an oil field and change jobs, you know, are we looking at like jobs and like income? Okay, cool. So again, another reason why to get with a lender ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about, uh, so here's a question I get a lot. So we're gonna, we, we've talked about income, assets, credit, that whole thing. What about, let's say I'm using my VA benefits right now and I need to move and I want to rent out. I'm like, Ooh, I want to rent out my current VA loan, or I just, I can't get it timed right to where I can sell it. And I can afford to carry two notes at the same time. Like, can I have two VA loans? And like, what are the guidelines on that? Yes, you can have two VA loans at one time. Again, it's gonna come down to how much entitlement you have. I've done loans where if people have had two loans at one time, they've had sufficient entitlement and they have not had to make a down payment. I've had, cool. had them where they keep the first house. When they buy the second house, they don't have enough entitlement. We call that partial entitlement. So we have a calculation we have to do that tells us how much of a down payment you'll need to make on the new house. So there could be, they might not be able to do 0% on that second house. That's correct. Possibly. So again, it all really comes down to how much entitlement you have through the VA. So that's where the DD-214 
uh, you know, your discharge notice, and then also that certificate of eligibility. And, and just to repeat, um, you know, the lenders can help get your, uh, we call it a COE, the certificate of eligibility pretty quickly. I think it takes us like what, Terry, like a day to get it online. We just, uh, yeah, it's fairly quick. not long. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're able to do that. So again, it's a good reason to get with a lender as soon as possible. Um, now I think the last thing I wanted to talk about, so there are sellers out there that there's a stigma on VA loans. And I, I personally work really hard to call the agents when my clients that are VA making the offer, because a lot of sellers and agents, they just don't know. And there's the stigma like, oh, VA loans, they're so much worse and the loan's not going to close. And I'm like, no, y'all, that's not true. <laughs> like we need to help our veterans. So what, why do you think there's that stigma out there? Like, why would, why would they even think that? Do you, do you? Well, I think it's because of the property guidelines. If you are selling a house that's in really bad shape, nobody's, I mean, everybody's going to have a problem with it, but you know, um, similar to FHA, if you've got paint missing if you've got boards missing like deferred maintenance yeah deferred maintenance. condition yes yeah, so yeah. they're afraid and years ago i think va used to be a little bit tighter on what was required and you always saw a whole bunch of repairs but the houses that i'm seeing lately i just did one and it had a minor window casement replacement and some wood rod around the house. And that was it probably like yeah. $250 in repairs. Yeah. Very minor. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and so it does, you know, just make sure your lender, whatever you choose, uh, when you choose your lender, make sure that they will go to bat for you. When the time comes, there will be some education necessary for that, um, that lender to hopefully call the listing agent while you're making the offer to really, I don't want to say sweet talk, but really educate them on the benefits of VA and that really it's, it's not as hard as it used to be. I do know that it was more really, really automation, uh, automation mm -hmm. has really made VA more attainable than it was in the old days when we had to do everything by hand. And oh my gosh, it was, it was harder. It was harder. Yes. <laughs> so it really is more streamlined. Um, so not to be afraid of that. Um, but other than that, Terry, is there anything that you think that I've left out that veterans need to know if they're listening to this? Um, no, it's a great loan and we'd love to put veterans in houses. Oh yeah, we really do. So, well, very good. Well, let me hear your comments. I'd love to hear them. If, the, if you're a veteran listening to this and I have not answered something, comment, like, share, let us know. Just, uh, we've got a lot of uh, good information and details in the, in the podcast uh, YouTube notes here. Thank you for listening to another episode of Loan with Jen. Terry, thanks for joining us. Thank Talk you. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Loan with Jen podcast. Keep joining me each week to stay up to date on the mortgage industry as I'll dive into relevant topics so your home financing process, whether you're buying or refinancing, is smooth and simple. If you enjoyed today, please click follow and that way you'll never miss an episode. 
To find us on social media, just go to Loan with Jen on any of the social media handles, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in this week for Real Facts, No BS. Talk soon. Mm-hmm.